Like, use your fucking right. It's just, it actually, it disturbs me on a level I cannot describe in words when Americans are not carrying. It's like the only fucking thing you have. It's the only thing. Like, that's the only thing that makes the United States different from the rest of the fucking earth. Hey, everybody. This is the High Hash Rate Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. And this podcast is just two plebs getting high and talking about Bitcoin, life, and the absurdity of the fiat world. Our guests don't necessarily get high with us, and you don't have to either. But it helps. Welcome back to High Hash Rate. How y'all doing? Today, or tonight, we have a very interesting guest here uh, that you've probably seen on Bitcoin Twitter. Um, Madix, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, so Madix, I know, I know you because of all these conferences that I'm attending. Uh, not a lot, but I, I see a few conferences and I hop into um, the art spots of these conferences and I always see you there with your stuff and it's fucking awesome stuff. And so I wanted to bring you on to just obviously touch a little bit on your art and, uh, and all that business. But basically, can you just give a small brief summary of sort of where you're coming from in the world? Um, well, I stumbled into Bitcoin um, and I've been creating all my life and they just kind of aligned with each other. Bitcoin gave uh, a lot of meaning to the skills that I cultivated over my lifetime. And um, yeah, that that's what I'm here using those skills and uh, just trying to do whatever I can to help send signal and let anyone out there who maybe doesn't have hope right now know that, you know, we exist and we will find you. Yeah. Uh, can you, you're uh, like one of the things you have, like, in your website and I've heard you talk about before is um, you link to the Ayn Rand Institute and you mentioned being an object, you know, objectivism and objectivist uh, philosophy kind of informing uh, I guess kind of your philosophy in life and probably your art as well. It, did you, with, did you find that before Bitcoin or Bitcoin before objectivism? Um, ob objectivism before Bitcoin, um, I was very lucky to have sensible parents. Um, m my father was an entrepreneur, so had a lot of uh, grounding in um, individualist ideas and and in uh, capital capitalism, the fundamentals of capitalism from a young age. So. I was pretty well primed um, for Bitcoin when it finally reached me. Nice. Like um, for those of you who may not know, although most of our guests probably do, objectivism is uh, 
it was made popular at least by Ayn Rand. Um, and can you, I guess, describe what it what it means to you? I mean, there's a lot of people who are uh, free market guys uh, or free market capitalists. Um, there's a lot of like Austrian economists in in the Bitcoin space, but objectivism like this it's a it's a smaller subset not everybody's necessarily if you're one you're not necessarily the other um so can you kind of explain like what what it is about the tenets of that that like kind of speak to you um the kind of the you mentioned like the individualism but like the pursuit of like excellence and like happiness um as a as kind of a life purpose like what is that how you view it and approach it well i the what's most important to me is um to draw and find strength from within self and it it, it's very evident that anyone who self-sacrifices for to for whatever ends is just not a happy person. Um, and uh, they may pretend to be, but they aren't. There, There's, there's, I don't think that you can be the best you can without having a, a real understanding of yourself and a real, I, I say sympathy for self and um, kind of a, a, a a calm understanding. And I think a lot of that kind of arises from going through life experiences and building skills and building trust in yourself and trust in your skills. And, um, I guess, I don't know. I think that like what I was really touching on well was just that inside of us, inside of all we, we have this kind of pull in the universe that leads us to want to build and want to create and want to um, provide a home for for ourselves and our families and, and people we care about. And uh, that that drive is just kind of in our code and ignore, mm-hmm. ignoring that drive just leads to poor outcomes. Um, and so I guess I think the, the most important part for me was as I was living my life, I realized that kind of any time that bad stuff ever happened, I was making decisions kind of based on what I thought other people would want or mm-hmm. I, I was just mm-hmm. putting like other people's perspectives and ideas and values ahead of my own. You're looking for um, external ex- external solutions. Yeah, and well, I I wouldn't say looking for external solutions. I was just looking to um, satisfy outsiders' desires before my own. Okay, um, and that just led to um, rough outcomes. And I think that right. just when you when you start to follow your heart, things just get better. Um, and there's this kind of, it's not, I, there's a lot of like this ideas in our time that say, 
you know, if you're lost and you're confused or whatever, that you have to look inside of yourself to find mm -hmm. the answers. And like part of that is true, but I, I don't, I definitely believe that when I was younger, but now I, I don't. And I think it's like, it's like a yin yang sort of relationship with, with the outer world as well. And I right. think that like the outer world has a plan for yourself and, and has a, has a purpose and a plan for you. And, um, I think that if you're paying attention, like all the signal and all the answers can come from the outside and you'll just know with kind of, um, a, hearing a little bit from your heart as well and, and kind of recognizing those signals. Mm -hmm. But I definitely don't think like looking that all the answers are, are, you know, inside you definitely sure. have to go out and interact. So. How, how did you come to that realization, the, the reliance on oneself, you know, you, you said it's the most important thing is, is, is strength within the self. How did, how did you come to arrive there? Like what, what is it about the self that is so important? What was, the, epiph pretty, what was the, pretty you know, the epiphany or the event? Well, I do I mean like, I mean, it, it, sh it shows in your work like too. Survival. You, know? you you can see that with there's there's sort of like a baseline of survival that you have to be capable of maintaining alone. Um, and I think if you don't have a strong foundation there, then you don't have the ability to build with others because. Agreed. If I think that if you're in a place of scarcity, that collaboration is not really possible um, because you you'll always m make decisions sort of based on a on a, a on a desperation um rather than sort of a a an actual long-term life view sure yeah you'll settle so i want to harken back to something you said uh, a few minutes ago um something and maybe you can clarify what you meant um that people who talk about making sacrifices um are not necessarily happy or are, are definitely not happy um and do you think that there's some i don't want to say conflict but maybe it's kind of a coincidence but like bitcoin require like saving bitcoin is saving and it's saving is sacrificing kind of your present opportunity for time and value in the future so do you think that like saving is do you consider that a sacrifice well n no it's i mean it depends on what your goals are sure so if your goals are to live luxuriously and then you know but you don't have the ability to maintain it and then be broke or or to like live I, it just entirely depends on what your goals are. So I I just, I think that savings, it just directly applies to like the will to save just c correlates with goals. So if you don't have sure. goals, yes. then why would you save? Right. And I think that like Bitcoin gives us a vision and a hope into the future that actually makes 
savings make sense and worthwhile. It's it's like a long multi generational structure of thinking versus like everything in the fiat world is a uh is a now like right people people who are um not looking into the future i think fiat is very demoralizing for that anyways and i think that like in in order to reach you know the marxist uh utopia like the first the first thing they got to do is demoralize everybody. So I think they're succeeding at that. And if people are sitting there and being like, well, I, I mean, like the most common attitude we hear currently in the West is like people are not having children. Right. And they don't want to have children. So that means there's just total write off of the future. Exactly. Um, you know. And like what it, 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 and when you when you meet somebody or you see somebody online, right, like everybody's trying to put their credentials or they're trying to show kind of what uh goals or what profession they're they're aiming for but uh, most of that stuff is based or rooted in something they've done in the past that they're proud of now but when you meet somebody who is a bitcoiner or is just a saver in general right like that is you don't you can once you find out somebody's a bitcoiner like you don't have to hear anymore you know that they are positive about the future that they are working towards they want to have something good you know they, they're looking for progress towards the future and then you have so many other people who it's no coincidence like the people that have no children or they don't want no children and they're that they are this like the environmentalists who want to who support policies which are malthusian like it's all of this it's anti-future or this doom outlook of the future whereas somebody who's saving and somebody who is has goals right like that is a signal immediately boom you know that this person is committed to a brighter future and there's just a lot of people who seem that are you know not like that who are very doomsday very doomer then it's like it's just like a, a very different vibe when you're just around people like that yeah i mean it, it's uh it's great i think we've all connected with people around the world even me just talking to you guys it's like we, I, and I like the way you said that as well, because that's a reason to be kind to all people in the space. Not nice, but kind. Yeah. And um, because no matter what, no matter how much someone knows, like if they're just getting started or they've been here for, you know, 10 years, exactly what you're saying, like there's a plan for the future and uh, I think that if someone's plan for the future is uh, anything but like this total collapse, you know, that you're, you have an advantage in choosing to trust them. Um, and, uh, and especially, especially people who have families. Um, right. That's another sign that, that you, that you care about a, a bright future. <laughs> Uh, can I just pop in here and ask you the, this total collapse? What does that do? You think about this often? Often, what does that look like? Uh, well, I I I guess I look at it in a bunch of different ways. I don't know. There's a version that I would that I'm hoping for. I would. What do you think is going to happen? Collapse, but um. 
what's well, what's the vision what's the vision because that but while you're thinking about that like i i think it, like you mentioned earlier kind of this there's this uh balance between the individual and and the outside world everybody else the collective and then there's this yin and yang and there's this balance to bitcoin where it's like it provides you the opportunity and the ability to interact with in, in, in interact with commerce with anybody around the world without permission but it also gives you the ultimate ability to preserve your individual rights and your individual property and then you've got this group of bitcoiners and just people in general who have this uh inherent bright sense of future optimism but at the same time a lot of us are will admit that we think that we're coming towards some sort of economic or societal collapse uh or some sort of chaos or some sort of increase in entropy just in society and we're optimistic about the future but we don't i don't at least from my perspective i don't think we expect it to be easy i think we have we feel like there's a, a dark comeuppance in the near future and i don't really know how it's going to play uh, out but, but I'm, I'm specifically interested in madix's uh, visual version of this thing like, what does it look like there you go yeah that, yeah because he's the uh, well i mean you could just look at his background he's like he's got design in his mind i mean the, there's like hope but uh pre, pre, everything i can see is not i don't really have a good guess of time but um Obviously, if we don't figure out Bitcoin and we don't succeed with it, we as like just civilization, then it's going to get really, really bad. Um, and uh, the only, if we, if we don't have money, then all we have is violence. Okay. Wow. What, so, is what the hell does that mean? Yeah. Sorry, I hate to so keep the, on the only, stuff. the only alternative if men refuse to deal with each other with capital is, is force. Right. So that's basically the, the way you can see it going um, if Bitcoin fails is then that's why I always say like that's okay, Bitcoin, great. But the next most important thing is 3D printing firearms and okay. making and arming and being, being ready to f fight back. Because when all of this starts, the state as it loses its grasp is going to turn to violence more and more. And uh, even even without the state, even say there's a total state collapse, we just go like all the answers of what's going to happen are basically already, we already know because it's already happened. Mm -hmm. Civilizations have collapsed before. Um, so, you know, what, basically it'll just be a rerun of uh, everything that happened after the collapse of the Roman Empire. Um, and... Uh, unless we get this figured out and i think we got it figured out i mean like the hard part now is going to be defending bitcoin from just 
big brain, super smart think boys coming in and having a lot of really fucking amazing ideas, the root of which are from a Harvard Business School degree, which has no basis in any reality. And the the fiat system is extremely powerful. There's a lot of funding, you know. There's, there's a lot of money that can go into these fucking stupid ideas. But it seems so like the, think, it, it does seem like the money that is being just pumped incessantly into these ideas and these institutions, it's starting to lose its energy or the, the, the capital is just not the capital values are just deteriorating slowly. And like the more they just have to pump more and more money into them to keep them going. And it seems like the reputation that they've 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 squandered it or they're so close to squandering what reputation they have left that everybody's just if you go online or you look in the media or you look in just society, it's it's just mock and derision for all of our institutions, all of our leaders of our institutions. It's like people are just cheering for it. Like, yeah. we, like after we took went into Baghdad in 2003, the United States, right? Like the people were tearing down the statues of Saddam Hussein. And I, I think that they're just they've been they started tearing down the statues literally here in the United States and in other places in the West. But they're it's metaphorically they're just going to start tearing everything down the face of everything that's, yeah well you know, we're we're in a uh like you know like when a guy's doing like a some sort of elaborate heist and he's coming in through the ceiling with a bunch of ropes and he's got all these contraptions to like mark the lasers and <laughs> then something goes wrong and so the plan is no longer a stealthy heist through the ceiling. It's uh, dr like set the alarms off, pull out the guns, smash and grab, <laughs> kick down the fucking doors and get the hell out of there. And I think that's just the phase of fiat that we are seeing currently. This is just... To understand what's happening is the incentives of every actor that has any ability to to help or to do good. Um, it's every man for himself currently. And I think that's how the entire state is operating. And they're just... Every single actor is looking out to like, okay, obviously... This is exploding, so how do we get as much fucking money and other treasure and loot out of it as we possibly fucking can um, before it kind of topples? Right. And I think that, like, if everyone worked together and, and uh, you know, tried to figure out a way to save it. But the thing is, is that anybody with intelligence understands that, like, the central banking system with runaway currency ends in horrible ruin. And uh, <laughs> I think it's pretty clear that nobody's going to be saving anything here. And I mean, the only thing Bitcoin can really do is just like, okay, let's hope that we continue to produce uh 
things, electricity and energy. <laughs> right. That's right? like the only thing. And uh, we're, we're going to do that because we can't exist without energy. We're going to make energy. Um, and, you know, regardless, like the network records will always exist. And, you know, I think it's kind of like it's it's like, you know, not to compare Bitcoin to the cockroaches. But I mean, like if there was like a whole bunch of shit. Right. Bad shit happened. Like uh, there's going to be copies of the ledger. A lot of them. If there's nuclear um, fallout, and, the only and thing that's going to be left. They're going to the, resurface yeah. because. Who has the incentive to bring the the correct copy of the ledger, uh, you know, to to bring it to the world? And it the answer is every single fucking person that ever used that ledger. Um, and especially if they had any sort of wealth or means in that. Um, it's kind of like a hilarious example of like how Bitcoin works today without disaster. It's just like in order, if, if the whole network, like if we lost power for a period of time, like we'd inevitably get it back. And then at that point, a lot of copies of the ledger would resurface. And then like, just in the same way that Bitcoin reaches consensus today, we'd eventually figure it out. Right. Um, and, and I, and I'm certain of that because the people with the most wealth and the most means um, will be extremely motivated um, to have it right. back to the way it was. I, 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 I think about almost from the standpoint of like a, a horror, like a movie about the, the end of the end times or like some kind of nuclear fallout or natural disaster and like somebody spending weeks, months, like not hearing anything over radios from anywhere, you know, without their immediate, uh, geography, like, and th there's no TV stations, and then they don't know if the other side of the world survived this cataclysm until they somebody finds access to a computer or a phone, and they they can see that another block was mined, and they don't know where it was, yeah. but somewhere somebody was still producing energy, and somebody was still cranking out those transactions. It's like wow. proof. Of, it's like pr it's like pr Damn. if there as long as there's a new block on the blockchain. You know, whether it's every 10 minutes or, or somebody's out there, somebody's out there, you know, somebody's out there, there's transactions, there's, there's activity, there's proof of life, it's proof of life. And that like looking back on history, that it that's, that'll be the best signal of information for what, you know, proof of life. It's like, what was the, what were people assigning value? You know, how are they yeah. interacting with each other? So, but, yeah. but also I don't think we're going to get there. Um, I mean, probably there's some diabolical fucked up people that, that want all of that. I mean, I didn't really believe it as much as I do now after seeing uh, everything that happened with the whole COOF um, in 2020, I guess. Oh, yeah. 2021, uh, you know. Three years ago. Uh, now, I, now I believe that there's, you know, demented characters and they're your neighbor. Right. They're not uh, the state is around you. You know, it they're not off you. in a in a giant island super villain fortress. Um, they just live across the street. Which is definitely concerning and another reason to be heavily packing. Yeah. Whether it's three D style or it's good old manufactured American made. So, so that yeah, that was one of my next questions is I, I really agree with you on that. And I, you may know a little bit more about the state of 3D printing than I do. But is the is the technology there to print yes. reliable guns? Yes. Is it? Okay. Yes. That's good news. 
yeah, it's there and beyond, and it's exponentially go going completely crazy. The stuff being made right now is completely crazy. And then, and then it's like the motivation is massive because these guys, you know, like where, where the most activity is happening is in the places in the United States where it's 100% legal. Um, and, and that's where like real leaps and bounds are being made. Um, and I mean, those guys are there being like, okay, well, if we don't figure this out, I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious what their plan is, right? All you have to do is look at how they react to any kind of, uh, gun violence, mm. um, you know, except for certain types, right. obviously we ignore all that gun violence, but, um, it's definitely like the plan of the fed and I say the fed as in whatever fucking horrible creatures behind the front of, you know, the state all, is yeah. to disarm America. All the people running so that software. I, are you two, are you guys in America? Yeah, because yeah. like, if you are, I'd like, I want to see you like show them your pistols right now. And if you don't have one nearby, I'm, very disappointed. No, I've got my I've I've got my my shotgun, my pistol. I'm getting a um, yeah an AR-15. If you soon. can conceal and carry, yeah, in it's your constitutional state, carry. You need to be doing that yeah. every goddamn fucking day of your life, man. Like, use your fucking right. It's just it actually it disturbs me on a level I cannot describe in words when Americans are not carrying. It's like the only fucking thing take it for you have. Take it for granted. It's the only thing. Like, that's the only thing that makes the United States different from the rest of the fucking earth. And then all these guys walking around not carrying. I'm like, this is... The, you know, when... What, I, don't, I don't know how you think about the state, but what I think about the state is almost as... You know, I'm a software engineer, so it's like the state of it's a bunch of nodes running the same software that is controlled and, and the updates and the patches are released by the federal reserve, the white house. And they've just got all of these people running the software in their minds. And they, at, when times get yeah. to a certain point, they will activate them. They'll, they'll, they'll I think write most the patch. Of, most of the updates I think come from the CIA. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I think that the, purpose of the cia is to protect the interests of the federal reserve bank that's why they're all throughout hollywood creating the culture so but yeah that that's how i see it as uh you know i th and that's why i mean by when i'm like hey it's a smash and grab like everyone's just acting in their incentives like i don't believe like the average person working their government job and like you know doing whatever pushing whatever bureaucratic useless fucking paper job they have is like the essence of evil but i certainly believe that they are helping keep that essence alive and well um they're the maintainers i think that the state is just like the way i describe it is just like a giant theft machine and that it's just, it's a, it's a brilliant system, uh, created to thieve wealth from producers and from brilliant minds. Um, 
And I think that the people who flock to the state are those who are incapable of producing for themselves. And so um, they need a host. Yeah, well, I think and, I, uh, I think a lot of people that actually are relatively productive fall into the trap and are just, it gets sucked right out of them. And they just willingly sacrifice it up to the, to the, to the sacrifice to the state for, you know, safety, security, protection. Like they just so desperately want to be protected. Have, we don't even have it anymore. Right. You can't even walk <laughs> around anymore. I don't know what it's like for you guys where you are, but where I live currently, it used to be a real safe place and it is not anymore. And uh, that's just in my lifetime. And that's you know, really, that like, really comes down to the, the base layer of trust, the currency itself, being demolished. Yeah, there's no trust. It's like you, you just have no trust anymore. You can't trust anyone. Yeah, well, I, you, because you know how many, communication like, layer. how much funding do you think there would be um, to m migrate people around on a Bitcoin standard? You know, like the, the only thing that's making this possible is the infinite money, is the infinite whatever. Like hotels right now in Canada are so egregiously priced because the state will, will pay any number because what's money to them? And, uh... Like, I, I know you guys are, are dealing with similar things. Like, there's a high level of import going on in Canada. Um, and it's just, like, that just, it would just never happen. If, like, like basically, like, we have, like, public money is what the fuck's happening. I mean, listen to the way your bank talks to you as if you're, like, leasing as if they own you, you know? And, like, this is this public like a public park, you know, and like Bitcoin is just private money and, uh, you know, we're going to do with it whatever the fuck we want. And I can guarantee you that nobody, regardless of, uh, you know, race, religion, country, fucking all the differences between us, um, nobody is going to be paying, uh, half of their income, half of their ability to survive or produce, um, to support strangers. Right. People that aren't, haven't shown any, you know, like you can't trust your neighbor anymore. How are you going to convince people to keep paying taxes for, to support like these people flooding over the border? Everything's too expensive. We're already living in a, in a world where we're realizing there is scarcity and you're just making everything more scarce and you're, asking people to have to give what little they have yeah. to su keep supporting the, the nonsense, the chaos. I mean, like the, you yeah. think about it, we spent the last three years, well, depending on where you live, but 2020, 2021, you talk about trust and breaking down trust. They told every single person that within you was an invisible virus and within your family, within your neighbors, within your community was an invisible virus. And even if they didn't show signs of having that virus, they could still kill you with it. And you have to stay inside and listen to what you see on the TV and what you see on the screen and listen for it's instruction. Like, it's so like, listen to everything you're saying. It's so obviously a scam. Like mm -hmm. I just, I don't know, maybe the world IQ is actually like 40. I don't, I don't know. 
Yeah, maybe an eighty IQ pleb is really you're you're yeah. <laughs> you're a hundred percent smarter than everybody else. <laughs> well, that's certainly what I am, eighty IQ pleb. Even though I've been here a while, but that's that's what I feel like for certain. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I the, think that the, like it's great. Yeah. I was gonna say the eighty IQ pleb is like the Socratic like student two point right. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything, you know, what do I, yeah. I, I don't know anything. If I'm ever not a student, I'm going to be pretty upset. Um, <laughs> what else is there other than learning? I, I don't, I don't have any other interest, I, interests. I mean, like, obviously I make art and I do stuff, you know, but like my real pleasure is just learning whether it's crafts or skills or, or just reading or what are you just hearing stories? I just, I, and, and what are you learning about? Yeah. What are you learning about? Or what do you think you you learn as you create? Is it about your, are you, are you learning mostly about yourself or are you learning some concept outside of yourself that you're trying to, that you are connecting with as you yeah, create? Well, I guess I, I think right now I'm not in any, like, t I don't have any particular learning goals. So it's kind of just random all over the place. Um, I mean, in the past, for certain, my journey, I didn't know anything. Still don't, but I knew less then, still then too. And uh, I guess just understanding like my own mind was okay. like the first kind of journey and then getting better and better with that. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there, there's a lot of good information in like self-help stuff when you're like fucking 16. Hmm. Um, you know, if you're still reading them at like 30, maybe, you know, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. You should always help yourself. <laughs> uh, may, may excuse but, briefly, uh, you, yeah. you, you mentioned in the beginning that you were getting into film. I, I didn't want to leave tonight without just touching on that. I was curious what you meant by that. Well, everything I've done up till now, I've done without any film. So I've just never it's released just still images, right? Just anything mm -hmm. like video wise, like film, like cinema wise, um, ever. And so I feel like if I've gotten this far without ever doing it, that uh, it's probably going to help <laughs> to start filming what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, people walk in this room. Like, to me, all of this is just normal. Like, this is just, there's nothing weird or, like, cool about this to me. It's just, you know, I don't know. But then people come over here every once in a while, like a client will come to pick stuff up and they'll be like, holy. Well, it, it, there is a, there's a subconscious uh, you know, level. At, at a subconscious level, the background of a human being, or the you know, their, their background is, it visually describes who they are in a lot of ways. Especially the background that you, yeah. you, you stay in. I mean, in, definitely in terms of film itself, you know, you can tell a lot about a character or a person on screen just by what, where they are and the things that they own and the, uh, you know, there's a lot of visual well, I think information. What, what, in terms of self growth, self growth, what I'm most excited about is, uh, 
uh, a the ability to reflect on myself from like a whole nother like 4D, you know, I know like because we just have kind of like our own uh, videos playing and our own information. But uh, like seeing yourself on film is like a very odd thing, right? Um, I don't so love far it. I've been having like like uh, Julian from Kinetic Finance came over here to film an interview. Um, he's leading the charge on the Madex documentary. Probably going to end up being part one of an undetermined amount of parts um, because they were both here and they're like, okay, this is actually a Netflix show, so we'll do what we can. Uh, <laughs> There was just too much content. But anyways, when we sat down and like went to interview me, I it was extremely difficult. Um, it's very, and that, that's why it I wasn't okay why. to do the film. I guess just like, like the first time I ever did a podcast, it was horrible. Well, at least I thought it was horrible. People told me it was good, but you know, I think they were just being nice. Um, and then I did another one. I got a little bit better. And then I did another one. I got a little bit better. And I'm making notes and trying to get better. You know, it was like a whole kind of, uh, because when you talk with your buddies and stuff, like what you're saying is not permanent record. Right. And then when you switch to podcast, what you are saying is permanent record. So. And it's thought of as like your I official that, thoughts. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't talk very good. I don't know how to talk well, you know, and may, and like, I have high standards because of the company I carry and the way they speak, which is fantastic, phenomenal. Um, but, you know, it's something I learn and get slowly better with. And then, uh, you know, as soon as you add film into it, now it's like, okay, not only is what you say permanent record, but how you move, talk, like everything you fucking do is now also permanent record so it's like another way of like another layer of self-awareness where you know like yeah like what like if you if you if you know may, like maybe maybe if i like wasn't filming i'd just be like all you know like completely slouched in or 100%, like 100 I, I don't know right and like yeah. you know it's it's, it's i believe it's important to sit up straight and what and like you what? know i think you can slouch when you're old if you have the ability to sit up straight, you should do it now while you can. But we, you know, we get lazy and hang back a little. So that's what I mean by another. Yeah. I don't know if this is useful at all. No, it is. Listening, but, <laughs> no, it's like. But thank you. What? I figured it was, it was going to be more chill. What, so thank you guys. What, uh, <laughs> what worst thing to do, like, like to see yourself on, on screen or on the camera afterwards? And you don't, if you don't like what you, if you don't like how you look on camera, you don't like how you come across, which I've like, I've experienced it as well. What now you're, you're dealing with the fact that how many hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, who, depending on who you are, millions, like that is now all they know of you, what you said, what you did, what you look like in that interview, in that thing on TV. And that's a lot of pressure. Like you're going to be in the minds and the <laughs> memories of so many people because of this experience and shit that you're I'm self-conscious that it, that it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, and I guess that's just, uh, if you choose to go there, that's the, uh, cross to bear. Right. I, I think that like, yeah, 
I was going to say, you also create the image. Like if I think about who, you know, I can watch images of like famous celebrities and watch them do movies and see how they move. And you think, you know, that person. So you, everyone sort of generates images of the other, uh, and, and, and they become these, these things as opposed to who they are. You don't, you don't, I can move and think and talk in any way, but you'll never understand it from my perspective, I guess. I don't know what I'm, where I'm going with this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that like I, uh, spent a lot of time, I guess, building myself. And, uh, you know, what I'm doing right now was kind of always the plan somewhat. Um, and I think that like the barrier with film was like, when I see this fucking movie, like it's going to be pretty clear how much of, uh, what's going on in my head is fantasy and how much of it is reality. <laughs> Right. Um, so That's that was definitely like the a major reason it took so long to do. Um, yeah, that's a tough thing to see. That's true. You know, and even now the way it's coming, and I guess like I'm definitely a futurist. I live like very much in the future, um, which is quite uh, taxing. What do you mean but, by that? Um, what do you mean by that? That you live in the future? Well, I I just... It, an exercise in futility, I see how the decision I make today affects me in 10 years from now. Okay. Um, you it's know, good, it's so, a good superpower to have, by the way. Good superpower. And, and with Madex, with Madex, where it is, is like, I'm like, maybe like, I'm like one to 10% of the way. Maybe, maybe 10, I don't know. Uh, in terms of like my grand vision of like what I'm trying to fucking do with this. Um, you know, so what, so because in my head, I know what's going to happen slash I know what I've planned and I have all these visions around that plan. Um, when I look around at all of at where I am now, it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of, I guess maybe that's like a perfectionist trait of some kind, but I'm like, okay, I know you think this is cool, but like, just wait another like fucking 11 years, then you'll be impressed. <laughs> and I guess what I've been learning to do over the little bit, what's really been happening through this film experience. Cause I almost was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Is that like, I should take the time to enjoy just being here now and like where it is now. And, you know, like there's a lot, a lot of growth from when I w started this and I wanted to start it too now. Um, and I don't, I don't think about that or give myself any credit for that. Um, and I'm trying to get better at thinking about that and uh, being grateful for my past self for the steps taken to get here instead of like whipping myself being like your future self is going to be grateful 
for your efforts now, you know? I get it. It's a balance of both, but I'm definitely very geared into, like, I think it's because the way I plan anything is I just, like, the idea comes into my head as, like, an immac like immaculate, perfect vision, uh, and then I reverse engineer from that, like, peak ideal and, uh, until it, like, until the reverse engineering meets stuff I can control today, and then I, like, focus on those levers, and then I, like, try and, like, raise you know whatever it is i'm building up up to that sort of level um and uh it can be a little bit you know and like okay everyone's like oh i can't draw shit <laughs> well you can imagine stuff i'm guessing right. i don't know again some with this can't. iq of the world thing i don't know maybe some people can't but like i i've been guessing you guys being bitcoiners like you can imagine stuff because like obviously bitcoin requires imagination it's obviously an important component of the entire fucking ecosystem. Um, and, you know, if you could just, like, teach your hand to trace what you see in your mind, uh, then you'd be able to draw real amazing stuff. But it's just, like, a really, it's a complicated tool. Like, a pencil is a piano, inter and even more complex in a lot of ways. It takes the same sort of discipline to learn how to use it. Um you know, as right. a, as a piano would. That, that's a nice little line there. That's a great little, a pencil, a pencil, like a piano, great visual, you know? Great yeah. Visual. Well also, you know, you want to extend that visual into literally everything you fucking do. It's true. Uh, it works as well because like when we're born, we're retarded and then we like hopefully get less retarded over time and gain the ability to do things. And, like, anything that you can do, like, you can get better at that. Like, you know, and then we just, you could be the best at literally any one thing. It's That's what's fucking, I think, so exciting about the human experience. It's just, like, pick one thing. Like, there is a level of mastery to that, like, doing that, that is beyond anything you've ever comprehended. Like, making, like, your morning coffee. It's like, okay, easy, regular task. I've done it a thousand times. And then there's like people in like fucking on a mountain in like Peru with some crazy engineering contraption and like they use like the solar eclipse to cook the, you know, like it just, there's no limit to literally any processes. So I don't, one thing that really frustrates me and is like so stupid to me is just like if anyone makes a comment that they're bored right. you have no excuse i'm just like holy fucking <laughs> jesus man how the fuck could you be bored like look at this place that we're in it's fucking sick and it's limitless and there's just so much cool stuff that you can do. And if you completely ignore the evil sucking parasitic force that's destroying the planet, uh, you, you're not going to notice their reach for a while. I guess people are noticing them now, but you're going to be able to focus on like making that really good coffee for quite a long time before like inflation boxes you out of your coffee aspirations. It's, it's definitely a hard thing to ignore. Definitely a hard thing to ignore. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like people used to to sail around the the unknown world, flying going out into the the open seas where there could be hurricanes or whatever in the, in a wooden ship and they'd make it all the way around the world and they'd come back and only two or three people from that ship that that sailed away from Europe or wherever made it back after the after the journey, after the wars they fought. And now we have people who, you know, want to handicap humanity's future and take away their energy sources because that it might make it get a little bit warmer in the summertime or it might make it might make it might make a river flood you know and it's like the 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 imagination and the daring and the boldness of the human state is not what it used to be Mm. well what's amazing is that it's still all there um they say the whole world has been conquered and discovered, but has it? Right. I don't know. And anyone who thinks they know is fucking lying to themselves. Like, we don't know. Um, that so, question, that and, question and goes down I to the individual the, as well. That, you know, discovering Most people haven't discovered discovered the themselves. World. Yeah, you have to just much less there. Is is there things that are not discovered yeah. in the world? It, I mean, I think you got to make well, it yourself. Yeah. By the way, I don't think you can really. I guess you could say this is like the whole Bitcoin thing. Was it discovered or made? <laughs> uh, in my opinion, it was made because you know, yeah, somebody right. made it. <laughs> that would be the indication there. Um, and I think for yourself, you got to make yourself. At least men yeah. do. Well, you know, and just you because know, they say men men are made and women are right. born. So you girls enjoy the ride. You're supposed to just enjoy the ride. Why all the why everything else? And just because just because you know maybe allegedly there's a satellite that's got a picture of the globe or there's people who've conquered or traveled the world, but doesn't mean you have. And it, until you've gone to the other side of the globe yeah, or yeah, seen it with right. your own eyes, and seen seen it for yourself. Like I love the I love. There's a meme that's like Australia is not a real place. Yeah, right. This is this is just an amazing meme. I mean, it's so good because it's like it's so completely absurd. But is it? Right, if you haven't been there like you're just trusting a Like how the fuck do you know that Australia exists? Like you don't. And like even Australians don't fucking know. It's just like there's so much. I think that there's like so much this fucking like this certainty complex right. that all of us. Where did that certainty come from? Um, it came from Marxist schools. Okay. You know, like all this stuff that like I think there's like, OK, yeah, we know science is legitimate you can do scientific shit and like figure out stuff. But like this whole like um, banshees don't exist and we know because of science is completely ridiculous or like any of these other like mystical or magical things that like, oh, yeah, all of that's fake because of science. It's like, okay, well, then where did it come from in the first place? These phenomenons, the long list of all the different types. Where did, was somebody just running around in sheets repeatedly? Is that just a human characteristic that we run around with white sheets on us, on our heads, and we scare each other? And like, that's the, the science is settled, <laughs> you know? And I'm not like, 
I don't have a anchor or any like view in this, but what I see is that if you kill the magic in the world, it does. It has the exact. If you kill the magic in the world, it has the exact same demoralizing effect that keeps people in their fucking boxes. Right. Well put, man. <coughs> Made it. So let's bring the magic bring, back. There we go. Uh, like clearly, no, that's, that's, that's what we got to do. Good. That's a very good point. You know, so Bitcoiners, along with like rejecting seed oils, eating a cardboard diet, right. the long list of whatever, um, also start believing in ghosts because like there's a reason we react in a right. certain way and it was engineered into us for a long time. Anyway, let that be the takeaway. I don't know if you guys are trying to wrap up or what the plan is here. I can just go for another five hours if no, you want. I'm all spurred up. Uh, no, you, uh, this is these. You bring up a bunch of great, like little avenues to go down. Like I, I wish we can uh, keep going with this, but I should ask you, you know, if can you, sh you know, tell tell our audience where how can find you and all how and, can they and your work and all that stuff. Yeah, how can they learn more about Maddox? Mm, well. I'm making a documentary on myself, so that'll be a good resource. Oh, um, you're, ma you're once making it's it completed. You're making it. Well, I mean, I'm in it, so okay. I definitely, I, I definitely uh, am making it. Um, it's, uh, it's being edited by uh, Julian from Kinetic Finance, who's been crushing the film scene for a long time and is on his Bitcoin journey, um, and. Yeah, so that's going to be a great resource. Otherwise, like I sell art on my website and uh, my primary company is bullbitcoin.com, um, which is a way to pay bills in Canada and a way to buy Bitcoin in Canada. So pay your bills using Bitcoin um, and then also do any kind of basically anything a bank does, any kind of transaction, um, you know, like buying a home or selling a home or whatever, if you're a Bitcoiner. Um, and we're operating in Costa Rica now, which is pretty exciting. And we've got some other expansion plans and yeah, that's, Wh that's where I am. Bull, bull Bitcoin and madex.art. Madex.art. Okay. Uh, cool. Madex.art. And my handle on Twitter is, uh, at space bull, <coughs> outer space, space bull. That's a good handle. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Man. And, uh, you know. I'll uh, be doing a lot more film, so. Well, we'll uh, it'll, I should I should emerge from obscurity. I think over the next like year or so, which will be both interesting, terrifying, and maybe I'll regret it. But I don't think so. I feel like God I think is you'll calling do great. me in that direction. So. Cool man. Okay, thanks yeah, man. guys. Thanks so much yeah, for coming yeah, on. For sure. It's nice to talk to you. Thanks again for listening to the High Hash Rate Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at High Hash Rate, or you can hit up Dan at Heartland Bitcoin, H-R-T-L-N-D Bitcoin, or myself, Mike, at Run Dance Bitcoin. That's all one word, Run Dance Bitcoin. If you're a fellow pleb or you just want to shoot the shit with two high Bitcoiners, reach out to us. Holy Toledo!